0: Welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and I'm bringing you another conversation with a wonderful colleague. This is Dr. Stacey Carey Thompson, and her word today is impact. Of course, we talk about her word and we talk about a person who has very much impacted her life, but we also talk about the Women in White Coke Conference that we went to in Atlanta, Georgia this past spring. And I just want to put a plug in for them. If you are looking for a women physician only conference, this is where you need to head. It is going to be April 30th through May 2nd. It's in the same location again. And I know from past experience, if you're looking for CME in an environment that is like none other, you need to go to the Women in White Coat Conference. Okay, let's get into our conversation. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Stacy Carey Thompson. It is so great to have you here on Dr. We First. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah. Well, tell all our listeners a
1: little bit about your fabulous self. Oh, wow, my fabulous self. Well, I am a pediatrician. Um, I've been in practice, I guess, technically since 2014, but that includes my residency training. Um, I did train in Georgia, but I've moved back to the the D.C. area. And so this is where I practice now.
0: I love it. Yes. And we met at Women in White Coats this last year. Yes,
1: we did. We did. We went to this beautiful location just outside of Atlanta. And there were a whole bunch of other, like, awesome women. I really, really loved. Wow. That time was such an honor. I can't believe it's been let's see, how many months, seven, Yeah, seven? yeah, it's been a little
0: bit. So I don't think I know your whole story. How did you find out about women in white
1: coats? What, were you plugged in with it before? Tell me. So I had seen some things here and there on Facebook. So I had some awareness about women in white coats and one particular day I remember reading a little bit more and I was like, oh, I was like, this is really cool. I like what this stands for, I like what this is about. And so I would continue to engage via social media and things like that. And then that's when I learned about the conference and the award. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, why not? Because, so here's the other thing. Um, While you're in your residency training, things are pretty much taken care of in terms of kind of bars you need to meet, you know, boxes you need to check. But once you finish your training, as you know, then you're responsible for continuing your education, figuring out ways to network and engage with other physicians and things like that. And so um, that was actually kind of the beginning of me figuring out how to do that. Like, what is something that I would actually want to attend because I can I can have a say in that now. So it was really just like, oh, okay, this seems cool. And then there was the um, There was the award component, and really, Erin, it was just like, why not? Like, let me give, no, let me give it a shot. Like, I've gotten some good feedback in residency from my patients and from my superiors or, you know, whatever, and it is something that I take great pride in in terms of how I'm able to connect with patients and families. So for me, it was also, I guess, a bit of a barometer as to, well, how am I doing now that I'm out in the real world, so to speak. And it was so humbling to, to actually receive an award. And I was like, oh, wait really? like, oh, wow. And um, just the things that people were saying when they were voting, um, it just brought a lot of things into perspective for me. So all in all, when I think about women in white coats, when I think about meeting you, when I think about just the time that we all had, just, so much about it was really, really amazing. So yeah, Um, Yeah. I feel like I rambled a bunch. Nah, Um, you're
0: good, because it was, it was exactly that, just, it was their first, like, in-person conference, so I think all of us were kind of like, what's this gonna be like? You know, we all hung out on um, Facebook or online, and it was so nice to meet your online friends in real life and then also yes. make connections. Like we were at the cocktail party, um, the night before and had got to meet and like just mingle and talk. And it was the vibe of it was just so amazing. It was, I've never really experienced a conference quite like that because it was so, I don't know. It was just different. Like There was people who knew each other, but there was a lot of people who didn't know each other. But by the end of the night, we knew each other. Mm -hmm. And just Mm -hmm. the coming together to be like, tell me really about your story. I think that was most impactful to me was that people were so willing to just open up their hearts and really say what they're passionate about and why they were there. And, you know, and honestly, what I loved is just hearing the diverse opinions of everyone. It is so nice to get out of the Midwest sometimes and hear about what's happening to other people and how I can Mm -hmm. truly support them rather than what I think is supporting them.
1: Mm -hmm. And you know what, you, I mean, you're just calling to mind so many things from that period of time too. Yeah, I do feel like there was a certain authenticity to the interactions that were taking place. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was speaking to one of the other docs there, um, she was like a more seasoned physician. So she had been to tons of conferences, whereas for me, this so this was also like my first big girl conference, if you will. Yeah! You know, yeah. Screening. And so I'm just like wide-eyed and like really excited and we were just talking about the great time we were having. And um, I think, I'm yeah, I did mention that this was my first conference and she was like, oh, you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> But, you know, um, I say that to say that the bar was just set really high in terms of the types of things that I would want to be able to get out of a conference. But, oh, man, it was such a good time. A beautiful it
0: time. It was good. And for anybody who's listening, I'll post the link for Women in White Coast in their 2020 conference. I can't remember the dates exactly off my head, but I'll make sure I put it in the show notes so if anybody else is thinking about getting to it. I think we both would say two thumbs up if you've mm-hmm. got the time and the space and just make the time and space to get there. So, yeah, we will be a
1: well,
0: while. Let's jump into your word today, which is impact. And I love it. Yeah. Tell me why you picked impact.
1: Oh, um, so, Erin, you have me thinking very long and hard about. Most people say that. You know it's that? <laughs> like I'm filling out the other information like la 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 okay this is easy this is stuff I know and then I was like huh and you know sometimes you approach a task and you you think that you'll be able to finish it right then so I had my to-do list for whatever was happening that day and I was like yeah so I'm going to reply to Erin, like send this off and then I'll do XYZ and so I got to that question and I was like huh I was like I don't think I can finish this right now I was like, I really want to take some time and think about the directions that conversation could take based off of like the word I choose. And um, so I ended up with choosing impact because when I think about how I tend to think about a lot of things um, across different areas of my life, what I use as a guide a lot of times is just thinking about, okay, well, what is the impact I want to have? Um, and it sort of keeps me, helps to keep me grounded, helps to keep me, a, you know, a little clear. So yeah, I figured we could go a lot of places with the word impact. I
0: love it. I think that's so true. Cause that's definitely um, one of my core values as well, besides connection mm-hmm. and a few others. Impact definitely is one of my top 10. And for me, I think I gain more speed. My soul really sings when I know I'm doing impactful work. Yes. And I think in the lowest of lows in my burnout, that was one of the most devastating things was like, am I even Mm -hmm. making a difference? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about your experience and, and what you have found is impactful.
1: I can say that when people talk about, burnout. is something that resonates, though, when I may have been experiencing some of those symptoms, in the thick of it, I'm not sure I knew what to call it. Mm -hmm. But I do think that whether you're burnt out or not, there comes a point in every professional's journey where maybe certain things aren't what you thought they would have been. Um, You know, I think that that can be widely applicable. And so there was a part of me that's thinking, okay, I have devoted so much of my life, like my time, like sacrificed, time with family and friends and events and, you know, all, you know, all these things to be this person in the community, which is great. But in some ways I realized that in the many years of this pursuit, a lot of the landscape had changed by the time I was finished. And so, In order for me to connect to what initially drove me in the first place, I would have to think about, okay, in spite of all the stuff that's changed around me, what do I still have control over? And so, again, that's kind of why the women in white coats thing was such a big deal for me too, because I felt like I was actually able to successfully translate something that was important to me. So when I think about what I still have control over, as it relates to my professional work, I'm still in charge of how I treat people. Now, I don't know all the things that might happen before you get into the exam room with me, and I can't control most of the things that happen, you know, when they leave. But when we have that time together, I can make sure that I'm conscious of trying to create a connection with you. I can make sure that you feel listened to. Like I can control how I am with you. And so I really, really value that type of um, connection I'm able to have with my patients. And and (laughs) I like to believe, I hope that this will um, continue to be true, but I like to be able to have an impact in that way. Mm. Um, So... Yeah. That impact on
0: that one-on-one relationship. Yeah. Like when you, yeah. when you bring it in, like you go to 500 power microscope, because <laughs> sometimes we think like impact has to be huge and like sweeping, but I think you're right. Even on the, like the one-on-one micro level day in, day out, did I make an impact with that patient? I think is important to yeah. something that I know that I've lost scope of at times.
1: I mean, and I I understand how and why it happens for sure. Um, But I think, you know, even outside of work, I'm always just kind of like, all right, I'm in control of how I decide to treat people, you know? So whether it's a patient, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a friend, whether it's my husband, just thinking about, okay, what do I have control over? And it sort of gives me a sense of peace in light of all the other crazy stuff that's out there, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's important. I make some of my coaching clients do an exercise where I make them get a post-it note out and like write everything that they have control over. And then they take Mm. that post-it note and stick it on a piece of paper. And then around the post-it note, they write everything that they don't have control over. Just to conceptualize, like there's a lot of stuff that really is out of our control But Mm -hmm. then we get fixated on it and we worry about it and we roll it and we get anxious about it and we get angry about it. But if, like you said, if you're just aware of like, nope, this is my post-it note of control. This is what I can take care of. And not that you like ignore everything else, but you just give it up to say it's out of my control. I'll do the best that I can. But like you said, you can't handle what happens to the patient before they actually hit the room with you.
1: Yeah, you'd like
0: to think that it would flow maybe better or different, but all in all, did they get to your room? And that's how I have to remember it too, when kind of the stuff out of my control um, isn't the way that I want it, because I know I'm type A and I want it certain ways.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and I want to say that I think that just, you know, what you're saying in response to what I said is a testament to like your coaching ear. Um Like, I, you know, I'm aware that it's really sort of like, I think, ingrained in you, um, if that's fair to say, because I feel like, yeah, there are certain things that I said, but even in things that I didn't say, I just even feel like a connection between us. And so I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, I think so
0: too. So we've kind of talked on like how we impact our, our surroundings, our patients, our families, what about, has there been anything recent or even in the past that has like really impacted you?
1: Um, well, the first thing that came to mind was my dad. So my dad, he, um, he died in 2013 oh. while I was in medical school. So this was at the beginning of fourth year. So, um, you know, almost at the finish line, mm-hmm. um, but he had been sick pretty much um, the majority of my time in medical school. I guess he's the first thing that comes to mind because I think, regardless of any age, when you lose a parent, that's always going to be something that heavy is weighted. I mean, even if it's not always sad, but it's always still going to be something that mm-hmm. um, will be a big part of you, mm-hmm. you know, in your life and how you exist thereafter. So, in his life, yes, he taught me a ton of lessons. But through his death as well, I feel like there are a lot of valuable things that I learned um, that whether it's patience or just other people, period, it's just created a cognizance around connection that I really, that I really hold dear, Yeah, you know? I don't think that it's unique of my dad to have thought the following, but it's just definitely something that through my experience with him specifically has just really, really impacted me. You know, he, if I had to describe him, yeah, he was a great dad. He was a great husband. He was hardworking. Um, I think that he was a kind friend and I like what I was able to observe about how he was supportive to, you know, his friends when they had tough times or things like that. Um, But watching him when he was sick, if he regretted anything, it was a little bit how much he worked. Mm. And so me at the time being in med school and working very, very hard, everybody that's been um, on that journey, um, knows what that's like, okay. you know, and at that time it's like, well, I'm still working towards something. I'm working towards this thing so I can work more and work more and work more. And so being with him in his illness, and again, as a child, I, I benefited from his hard work, sure, but as an adult, I was able to, I hear that differently. And so it gave me, I think, necessary perspective for how I want to enter into my work, whatever it is that I'm doing. Again, like I'm thankful for his hard work, but I appreciate him also sharing with me the other side of hard work. Right. You know. um, He taught you through his life
0: story, you know. I, I can 100% relate with that. My dad, even to this day, you know, it's been amazing. Like, he's at the same job that he's been at forever. And we were, we were talking recently, and he just said, I'm proud of you for making changes. It was something mm-hmm. that I wasn't brave enough mm-hmm. to do, and yet I feel like I missed out on a lot of your childhood because of my work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think them having that bold honesty to say, yeah, I did it this way, and it worked out, but maybe try it a little different kid, and it's okay. <laughs> Giving that, that permission has been, I know, vital for yeah. my life, and man, dads are important, that's for sure.
1: They are. they are.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing that story, and about, I think, probably all of us out there all us daddy girls are probably tearing up a little bit right now because God, there are just some impacts and some little places on our heart that have just been touched by the people who, who've been around us and helped with our journey and walked with us on our journey. Well, Stacy, I have loved talking with you. If there are other people who are, can relate and are just like, oh my God, I need to hang out with Stacy too. Where can they come find you on the web?
1: That would be awesome. I um, I can be found at Dr Stacy MD, D R S T A C Y M D and that's on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and I'm also working on a YouTube page as well, all the same name Dr Stacy MD.
0: We'll get that in the show notes for sure because I feel like that interconnectedness is so important to this podcast. It's been amazing the community that has grown out of the two and 3,000 listeners a month, connecting with each other, having conversations, and just finding that support that maybe you don't have in the office right next to mm-hmm. you. So great. Well, everybody go find Dr. Stacy. It has been my privilege and my honor to have you as my friend and now my podcast guest. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Carrie Thompson, for a very heartwarming and touching conversation today. I am just so thankful that we were brought together at a conference and that we've been able to keep our friendship going. So thank you so much for coming and being on the podcast. Okay, let's do our kick of encouragement day. It's short, it's sweet, it's to the point. So many times I think about how I can impact other people or perhaps how I I have impacted other people. Positive, but also sometimes I get stuck in negative. I don't know about you. So, what I want to do is flip it. Instead of us thinking about ourselves, I want you to ask yourself who has impacted me? And have I let them know that? I came across a really cool exercise recently that it said to like sit down and write a good old fashioned letter to somebody who has made an impact in your life that at the time you had no idea was going to happen. And I wrote a letter to a nurse that I worked with in residency. Her name is Julie. Not only was she a wonder cl- wonderful clinical nurse and patient advocate, but she always had a seat open next to her office desk that anybody who needed to sit down was more than welcome to sit and to talk. And so I just want you to know out there, Julie, that you made a huge difference impact on me and the work that I'm doing now is because and using the quote from Isaac Newton if I have seen farther it's because it is by standing upon the shoulders of giants and thank you my friend so get to that letter writing remember the mastermind it's closing up here pretty soon I've got two spots left I would love to have you in there Please email, be talking to me if you're at all interested, because I'm pulling down all barriers to get those who want to be involved in the mastermind into it. So there's a link in the show notes or email me directly. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.